Hey guys, it's 8 Nobody. Before we start today's episode, just take a second to talk about our sponsor, Sinister Jerky, and you can find that at www.sinisterjerky.com. They have all sorts of flavors from Carnage Asada, OG, the Pickle, which is made with dill flavoring, Cracked Pepper, Mango Habanero, and Sriracha Smoke. All these flavors are amazing. I've tried them all personally, and I cannot recommend them enough. Use code KINGDOM at checkout. For a 10% discount, that code is KINGDOM, K-I-N-G-D-O-M. All right, guys, we'll catch you after the episode. All right, welcome back to CastleCom. Today we have Philly's favorite son, the best mustache in Tarkov. We got Ash LV. Ash, how are you doing today? Hey, I appreciate that, dude. I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing good. You know, it's weekend. It's kind of rainy here. I got my coffee can't complain how's everything on your end uh, you know i'm it's they like said this isn't a video thing you know i'm sitting in a bathrobe i got my hair in a ponytail i'm living right now all good here. that's pretty amazing that sounds good i might have to do something similar at the end of this so before we get into tarkov and gaming from somebody who is a philly sports f- fan i have to ask if the Philly fanatic and Gritty were to get into a fight, who would win? Gritty. <laughs> Not even a hesitation. <laughs> I know. I didn't even have to think. That's easy. That's easy. But that would never happen. They love each other. <laughs> they do love each other very much. Like I, I don't know, man. The Philly fanatic's been around for a while, so he might have that. Like you, he, he might have a little bit more seasoning than we think. Than we're giving him credit for. So. No, Right. He, he probably he probably has the footwork. I'm not going to take anything away from him. He he's got the footwork. I've seen it, right? <laughs> right. But, but gritty is just that's just like cold blooded right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cold blooded savagery. I remember when they brought gritty into the league. I went to the All Star game his like first year in, and I was like, I, I didn't even know what to think out of it. I thought it was a joke at first. <laughs> <laughs> I re- I remember the first time I ever saw. Uh, gritty it was uh i was i was working at my uh last job that i was at and um i saw like a notification pop on my phone all oh, the flyers are gonna introduce a new mascot now i'm a i'm a, like an obsessed flyers fan ever since i was like six okay um and the other way i thought about a mascot is what was it a couple years ago i was in my mid-20s uh i was like, i don't care you know i'm not gonna hate on the flyers getting a mascot if it's for the kids cool you know get more kids into hockey i'm a bit uh, I didn't expect to like him or anything. I was just like, oh, you know, not complaining. Just it is what it is. Right. And I went into the bathroom. I went to the bathroom when it said like uh, countdown to uh, mascot reveal, and I just stood in the bathroom there with the video up. And the moment he first turned around, <laughs> and I looked at it. I was like, I fucking love him. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love him. I took a screenshot, sent it to my wife. I was like, I love him. And she was like, Oh my god, he's great. A couple months later, he's tattooed on my arm. <laughs> I, I love. <laughs> oh my god so who is your favorite flyer like of all time if you had like you know your pick who if you had i know it's a hard question let's let's move it to top three top three favorite flyers that you've that you've watched growing up uh, top three makes it a little easier because you figure like like I, i'm still super into them I, I try to watch every game this season's a little tough to watch but oh, i'm a sharks fan every season's tough i know the feeling yeah, okay yeah, f- fair enough it's a like like when you're a kid you obsess a little more so like uh john leclerc was my favorite player as a kid um so in in my head that's always weighted super heavy because of how into hockey i was as a kid right um 
But yeah, I gotta I gotta give give love to uh, Claude Giroux. He's gotta be up there. All the shit he's gone through. Oh, so much you know, shit. With, the, <laughs> with being here, and uh, he's very underappreciated here. Um, and I would say Wayne Simmons. Wayne Simmons would uh, round out that top three that I've watched that I remember. So being a fan of that area, so are you also into football, basketball, the whole nine yards when it comes to Philly sports? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a four for four uh, all the way through. I would say if if I had to rank it uh, on how into them I am, it's it's hockey <laughs> then followed closely by football. Okay. And I'd say there's a little bit of a gap, and then basketball and baseball are there. Like I, I still. I still love and watch the the Phils and the the Sixers, but um, I'm not as emotional as I am with the the Birds and the Flyers. Right. So when Bryce Harper like strikes out, you're not screaming at the TV. Oh, I'm still a Philly sports fan. <laughs> it comes with the territory. Yeah. No. Like I'm still into it. I'm still into. I'm I'm still really uh, into both of the both the Phillies and the um, Sixers, but uh, I, I'm not as religious with it. Uh, I guess you could say, as I am with the Eagles and the uh, Flyers. But no, I, I care. I care when the Phils are fucking up. I care when the Sixers are fucking up. Right, so the last playoffs of the, with the Simmons thing and the missing the three throws and all that, I'm sure that, that spiked the blood pressure a little bit. I am so happy he's gone. I am so happy he's gone. Yeah, all the drama. It's just like he wasn't practicing with the team, and then there was a mental thing. And now I, he's on the nets now, isn't he? Or where did he go? Yeah, from the Nets, and we got James Harden. So I mean, it's a pretty good trade off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you guys traded up on that one. Yeah, in the first, um, he's played four games here now. Harden, um, we're four and zero with him. I think in all four games, him and the other two of our big three all have over twenty points a game. Um, and James Harden in his second game, I think I don't remember the exact stat line, but in his second game for the Sixers, his first half was the first time a Sixers done that in 25 years. And how he finished the game was the first Sixer in history with that stat line. That was his second game as a Sixer. He broke a record. So the passion that you play Tarkov with, did you say that's the same passion that you watch really sports with? Uh, I, I think sports is higher. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm, a, I'm a sport. Uh, dude, I'm a fucking sports nut. Like that's uh, I like I stream during the day, right? And that's no coincidence. So you can like binge during the afternoon and evening. <laughs> exactly. Like uh, my my original like uh, full time schedule was twelve to eight, and I would I would hop off at seven seven thirty if there was any sports game on. Uh, but now I've pretty much made it standard where I shortened it, and I, I streamed two to seven. But like I said, it, it's no coincidence. I get off at seven because that's when the sports games are on. I mean, you got to get your fix in. I totally understand yeah, that. I, I literally planned this whole schedule around Philly sports. <laughs> that's not a joke. Oh, no. I totally believe you. I, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Uh, but, you know, baseball's not happening this season, or at least it's going to be delayed this season because the owners and all that. So there's a big hole in my heart that's not being filled by any sports. Yeah, is ba baseball your biggest sport? It was for a long time because, you know, I, I grew up in an area where, yeah, we got the Sharks in the 90s, but we didn't have, like, there's no ice out here. Like, you know, we didn't grow up, like, skating or playing or anything like that. So it's like we grew up – I grew up during the time when the Oakland A's were, like, the shit with, like, Dave Stewart, Mark McGuire, Dennis Eckersley. So, you know, big A's fan growing up. And then, you know, when this, I got a little – older and i was like oh hockey's a thing i remember flipping through the channel like what the hell is this what's the cow palace who are the sharks wait they're down the street pretty much then i became a big That's hockey awesome. guy and you know like it's just like every season i'm just ready to get hurt again 
I, I, we can all relate in Philly to that. Oh, yeah. And you know what? C- Crosby pisses me off so much because Crosby not only won a cup, the only cup in San Jose's history, the one like that was like, you know, one, he won it on home ice. And then I went to an all-star game and he won the all-star game. So I not only had to see that guy get a cup on my eyes, but I also got to see, I got to see him get a car. So it's like, I hate you, Crosby. <laughs> yeah. Not don't. Yeah. I, I hate him too. That's like Voldemort. We don't say it. But I, yeah, I can't stand him. He's he's probably my least favorite player in the league. At least top three. At least top three. Yeah. He's... But uh, so you're an you're an A's fan? Hell yeah! You know where the A's came from? Originally? Philadelphia. Do you know why their mascot is a white elephant? What the A's? Yeah. So it's actually a. That was their mascot. So the mascot's an elephant, but back in the day it was a white elephant, and it actually has to go back to their roots of hating the Giants. So when the A's, the A's were one of the first expansion teams to the league, and one of the owners of the Giants, who were in you know New York, they said that the Oak, that the Philadelphia Athletics were a white elephant purchase. So the guy who owned the team made the mascot a white elephant as a big fuck you to the Giants. I love that. <laughs> and now they just happen to be in the same state. Yeah, that's funny that how that works out. Right, it's it's that's awesome. I, I didn't know that. that. That's a cool little tidbit of information. Little history fact. I mean, I got a history degree, and I don't do shit with it except for like uh, you know bust out random things. Be like, oh, did you know Taft was the old the first president to throw a ball in an A's game? Like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> <laughs> nobody cares. I, I, I feel that. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, so it's going to get to games. The whole purpose of the podcast. Where does gaming start for you? Does it start with a PC? Does it start with a console? Does it start with a Game Boy? Like, where does the journey start? The, the journey started uh, with Super Nintendo, actually. Oh, I love the Super. Yeah, it was. Uh, and I mean, I was a kid. Like, the games I was playing was uh, was like Aladdin, Lion King. Like, I was a kid. You know what I mean? Oh, those games are so hard, too. Dude, yeah, I would, I would love to get another one just to, uh, just to go back and beat them because I don't think I ever beat them as a kid because they were tough. So I, I heard a rumor that Disney made their games damn near impossible to beat because that's when Blockbuster was big because they wanted people to continue to rent their game. They didn't want you to beat it in like one sitting. They wanted you to just continually rent, 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 rent. <laughs> I never beat it. Well, I mean, they did a good fucking job. Right, mission accomplished. It was hard, dude. <laughs> it was hard. I don't think I ever beat them. Right. Played them, but that, yeah, that's that's where I started. And then I have a brother who's uh, only two years younger than me. Um, and we were like, uh, as little kids, we were best friends, and um, we would always play the games together. So every console that were, was coming out, uh, we were trying to get, you know. And uh, I was uh, in a family that my parents got divorced when I was like a little, like too young to remember, kind of thing. Right. Right. So, you know, like as some family, my dad would always try to one up my mom. And, oh, they want a console. So like I was, <laughs> I was j- uh, lucky enough to have. Uh, so you were reaping the rewards of their competition. Yes, it was. Uh, see, I had no hard feelings because I was too young. So all it was for me is I was trying to I was trying to reap the rewards for it for sure. It's but like, yes, I don't know what's going on, but I got a new skates kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So it worked. It worked out. It worked out for uh, me when it came to video games. But I was able, uh, yeah, I was able to touch on a lot of consoles as a kid. And um, to be honest, I didn't get my first PC till uh, summer of 2020. Oh, so pretty recent. Yeah, yeah. I, I bought a PC, and it's funny because I bought a PC to stream my PlayStation. What game were you wanting to stream on PlayStation? Uh, I was just playing Warzone. This is like 
when I first had the idea of streaming, I was going to just play Warzone because I did, I never watched streamers, you know. I I, I didn't know um, I didn't know what it was all about, and I was just like, Call of Duty's fun. I could do that. You know what I mean? So I was going to do that. I had a capture card and everything. I wanted to get a PC so I could set up with a camera and OBS and all that shit. Right. Um, and then when I when I got my PC, I was like, you know what? There's a game that I read about that I never got to play, and it was called Tarkov or Escape from Tarkov. So. I ended up buying that as my first PC game to play. In oh, what a rough start into the PC gaming world. Probably one of the most unforgiving games ever. So so 2020, you said. So um, how many wipes have you played? Um, I joined in the Tarkov August of 2020. So that was a that was a mid wipe when I joined in. OK, um, so I would say this might be my third full white maybe fourth okay okay so i'm not 100 percent sure anymore how long did it take for you to find your feet in the game because it doesn't hold your hand at all it's pretty much like yeah this is it <laughs> figure it out i'll let you know when i get it <laughs> i'll let you know uh, no i i really like uh I, I can compete a little bit i mean i, I mostly uh I, I mostly go for comedy uh with the entertainment that i do uh, okay. but i can hold my own in the game that that did take a little while though it probably um i definitely didn't have it uh for the first few months uh especially because i was new to mouse and keyboard as well oh that's definitely a transition it takes some time to figure that one out yeah yeah it was uh especially when you're so used to controller yeah i would i would say uh i don't know maybe maybe five six months maybe longer than most people take to to get their feet kind of into it but it's like going from a ukulele to a piano yeah <laughs> so many damn keys like do you remember when um when grenade was just g and you'd like there was no like hesitation thing so when you'd be like rummaging through shit with f you could accidentally push g so you'd accidentally throw a grenade at like the shelf you're trying to loot yeah. oh my god Myself with it i've i've gotten teammates with it so that's uh i dude i still look down on my keyboard uh when i'm playing oh same like, uh, yeah like i like not for everything i've gotten used to most of it but it, i'm only a year what a year and a half in so like you would think by now i would have it but like uh some keys like grenade i'm good on reload you know i'm good on but like when i when i hit t for my tactical device i still take a quick peek right you know what i mean and like little things here and there i'll, I'll take a quick peek on um but yeah, I think I think I finally starting to get it down a little bit. Just took a little bit. The one that always gets me is the weapon malfunction when you have to like fix your malfunction because I always forget what key it is. I'm like, and it's always at the most inopportune times, like in the middle of a gunfight. Like, oh god, where's that fucking key? And I just end up just switching my pistol. Yeah, you gotta. Um, here's what you gotta do. You gotta switch it to a super easy hotkey, like a single press. Like I I set mine to L. So, yeah, I have to look down still, and it's, like, kind of away from my hand, but I don't have to, like, hold control, alt, you know, whatever whatever the fucking original thing is. Right. So I hit L, and it'll check the malfunction, and then I have double tap L to fix the malfunction. So I keep my finger on it, you know, I tap it once, and then you see the malfunction, double tap it, and it'll fix it. So I, I would uh, recommend doing something like that if you're uh That's a good way to go about it. So with the introduction of VoIP, because I've seen a lot of your clips have a lot of VoIP in them. Like recently you came across Golem and recently you came across Friendly, which was pretty awesome to see. Would you say VoIP has added a whole new element to Tarkov? Is it something that you enjoy or is it something that's just kind of there for you? 
Uh, when it comes to the game in general, I, I think it changes the game completely. I think it's a it's a completely new game because of it. Um, I I think it's a great addition. Uh, it's one of my favorite additions since I started playing. When it comes to the game itself, um, but yeah, on my end, I uh, I absolutely love it. Uh, I was super excited when I heard that it was coming. Uh, especially like I said, I'm like a sweat player. Um, I, I go off a lot of comedy, and I saw a lot of potential in uh, content when I heard of Voip coming out. And it was almost like a snap of the fingers. Once Voip came out is when I started uh, personally seeing some success uh, more on on uh, Twitch and TikTok and whatever. And um, so I, I fucking love it, dude. I, I think it's awesome that they added it. So much more can be done now in that game. It definitely helps for the content creators on the humorous side. Like, I've seen so many funny things <laughs> that have come through because of OIP. And I, I'm just looking forward to future content because of it, especially with all the things that could come down the road. So when it comes to Tarkov in its current state, is there anything that you would like to see added to the game or anything change? Like, I know some people were talking about the potential of a hideout pet or something like that. Like, oh, I found a goldfish. Now I got to find food to feed my goldfish, kind of like a generator. If it like runs out, it's going to die or something like that. Is there anything strange that you would like to add to the game or do you think it's pretty awesome in its current state? I mean, I do think the game's awesome. I, I think I think it's in a good spot right now. Could there, there's obviously some things that I think they could fix. Um, you know, when it comes to scabs instantly snapping to the ground with no inertia, or whatever. But right. uh, when it comes to addition, I've never heard the pet thing, but that's interesting. <laughs> Hell, I would do it if it was in there. I would get one. <laughs> you know, um, I mean, I would like to see uh, something in the hideout. Uh, I've seen it brought up a few times where you can almost like uh, save like a loadout, like you can save a gun preset. Um, like helmet, armor, everything that you could just quick equip. That know, would be cool. Everything for you and put it right on your body. I'd like to see something like that. And um, another thing I, I'd like to see them add to the game or pull away from the game is the arena mode that they uh, have alluded to. I'm super excited to see uh, when that comes out or yeah. if it comes out or what it's going to be like because I, I think do a lot with that game mode it would definitely add an entire new aspect to the game especially because a lot of people who are like pray to the church of chad they're a little pissed off that this wife doesn't really you know cater to said chads if you added an arena mode that could be like chad city be like hey chads get in there yeah i i think it would separate the player base but not necessarily in a bad way you know like I think a lot of the W key players uh, will gravitate more towards arena. Right. Um, and uh, like Tarkov, as we know right now, will slow down, which I think is their uh, like plan anyway. Slow down. Um, so I, I think it'll be a good separation, but uh, there's no game like Tarkov. It's not like all the W keyers will play arena mode 24 seven. You know, they're, you're still going to have that aspect in Tarkov, but. I think it'll feed uh, some people's needs a little more. And, and like with Arena, they'll probably tone down inertia, you know, make it closer back to what it was when it was a, at least a little more arcadey feeling. Not that it ever was like Call of Duty feeling, but you know, right? What I mean. You know, slide cancels and all that. Yeah, like I, I think I, I think they'll go. They should at least uh, go back to something closer to what they had before for Arena and kind of separate it up. 
Yeah, I think that'd be a great addition. Yeah, that would definitely, and it would definitely make the people who are not so stoked on the inertia thing happy. Like, I personally don't really have too many negative feelings about inertia because I play the game super slowly. Like, I usually go in by myself. I'm usually a sneaky snake. I'm trying not to like get into crazy fights. Like, yeah, I try to pick where all that stuff's happening. Yeah, exactly. Everyone plays the game differently, and that's what makes the game have such a high replayability factor. Is because no two raids play out the exact same. Oh yeah, I agree. I agree, and and it's cool that you can play, um, different ways and uh, and still be successful and still fun. Because I agree, like if it feels right to push somebody or push a team or do something like that, that's something I'll do. You know, and it's cool that that works. Right. But so if if I'm outnumbered and uh, I think the the play to, uh, is better if I'm a little quiet, uh, I'll do that too because. Uh, and that also can work, you know what I mean? So it, you're right. The game doesn't really push you to play any certain style, and that's what makes it so versatile. Exactly. So how different would Interchange be if you could pick up the mannequins and move them? It's like, can you imagine that? If you could, like, move the mannequins to, like, certain spots, and if you could put, like, armor on them, like, if you could put, like, an army helmet on one of them or put, like, a PPSH slung around their shoulder, like, can you imagine the, the ability you would have to mess with people on Interchange? Dude, that would be – I would, I would love that. <laughs> it's like if you pick it up, you'd have to, like, put your rifle over. Exactly. It'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I'm for that. I'm for that idea. <laughs> there, there would definitely be a lot of uh... – uh, fun moments or uh i think it's uh, a friendly guy um he he poses as mannequin sometimes because he obviously he comes in even without a, a melee weapon um so he'll stand in the in the store uh trend i believe right next to the mannequins and just stand still and watch people go by um which is funny and maybe like talk to them and they don't know what the hell's going on so, uh, you could definitely already see the content and uh and fun that could come with being, uh, being able to move the mannequins and stuff. I mean, between that and then the PMC, like, posing as a scab, if you're, like, the USEC, you get, like, the white jacket and you wear a pom-pom and some, like, weird armor. Like, I've seen some pretty hilarious content coming out from, like, VoIP has definitely gained so much traction when it comes to making Tarkov content. It's just, it's crazy how one little iteration of the game can, like, spark so much stuff. Oh, yeah, I agree. I agree. But getting into the classic Tarkov content of gun builds, I've seen that you've made a Chad blaster. Yeah, the Chad cannon. Actually, I can't, I can't even take credit for that build. I can't take credit for that build. That I have to give credit to uh, one of my mods, Huskerino. He, uh, he said, oh, I have the build for you, right? <laughs> and I was like, Jesus, let's see. You know, and he brought it in. He's like, this is the Chad cannon. And I was like, what the fuck is this thing? You know, there's a, there's a, I forget what scope was on it, but there's a long range scope. There's three matching suns across it. And, uh, and it's an SKS with a huge fucking drum on it. Right. Right. And we ran, we ran it and I, I died too soon in that raid to, uh, really get to try it. And I was like, ah, whatever, you know, I, I've been brought shitty looking kits before and sometimes they don't work. Uh, but he was like, you know what? I I'll redeem myself. I'll bring in a, a kit for you again. And I was like, all right. And he brought in the same exact gun, right? And I was <laughs> okay. like, Jesus. And I think that that gun lasted me like five straight raids or I was annihilating every PMC that I ran into. And I was like, oh, my God, this thing fucking works. I found the meta. Yeah, 
meta. <laughs> load that load that sucker with BP and they have that drum on SKS. It's pretty good. You might have to try that one out. Pretty deadly. So when it comes to maps, what is your favorite map in the current game pool? I know it's a hard question. Well, it, it's hard because like my favorite map, if I were to say like across the board, my favorite map is Interchange. Um, I, I think they need to fix it. You know, the fog, the lighting, like it gets annoying. Um, but like the layout of that map, that's ever since I started playing Tarkov, that's my favorite map. Like two wipes ago, I mained it. And that's really all I played. Um, and then last wipe, I, I mained mostly customs, I feel like. And this wipe, I'm just jumping around. I'm playing a lot of interchange, woods, customs. Between those three, I'm just jumping around. So I don't even know if I, I could really say I have a favorite map this wipe. But overall, I would definitely say interchange. But they do have to fix some of them, them their things to make it the ultimate map. Right. So when it comes to shoreline i know a lot of people have a lot of complaints with shoreline especially when it comes to the vertical audio have you experienced any problems on shoreline of that nature or do you kind of have like no real feelings well okay so i don't play i don't play shoreline too often because i hate shoreline Uh, it's my least favorite map in the game probably same um but i i really like resort you know i almost wish that they had resort as its own map kind of like factory you know maybe with a little outside core area where it's fenced off maybe that the border of the map or something like that for like an arena type game um i, I really do like resort but you're, you're absolutely right um with the vertical audio like it, it it's tough because it, it gives away your position and um your opponent's position so much you know because you'll hear someone running and then you don't hear them anymore and you're like okay they're they're above me now because the opening will cut you know and if you hear them again there's no question like are they above me it's okay they're on my floor because in this spot there's no vertical audio you know what i mean so it gives away a little too much and uh, obviously costs you uh your life in the game sometimes but i've definitely experienced that right yeah that's that's pretty much the number one complaint i hear about shoreline and it's it's unfortunate because resort is so good like there's so much loot potential on shoreline there's so many cool things in resort it's just too bad that that's the one thing keeping people from like really like playing and potentially maining it yeah i mean that, that's that's huge uh the audio is huge but i definitely think uh the the reason i don't play it is not because of that it's because i hate the rest of the map you know right <laughs> it's just i don't know funny because i like woods um and that's a lot of open running around but for some reason like shoreline just feels like even more run simulator than woods and i don't know why i don't know why it feels like that because i feel like it should be vice versa but maybe because there's not enough natural cover like in woods because woods you have like the uneven pavement you got the trees you got the random dips shorelines i think it's got some of that but nowhere near as much as woods well, you know what? You're you're right. And another thing that I'm thinking of is probably because once you go to resort and you fill up on loot, you're heavy. So that trek out feels like it takes forever. Yeah, because you're thick. You got like car batteries on whatever else you got. That could, yeah, that could add to why it feels like you're just like out there forever. But um, yeah, I, the the audio, the stuff it comes across in in different maps and stuff. I know it really does hurt resort. I get the same thing in dorms though with the metal steps. Right. You know, um, sometimes you don't hear them and, and stuff like that, but I'm sure it'll all get worked out at some point. So pretty much you just go on a shoreline to complete tasks like Punisher Part 1 or Signals or things like that. You're just going there to check in the box. 
Yeah, for the most part. Uh, but if I'm playing with somebody and they're like, you want to run Shoreline, like, I'm, I'm not going to not run it, you know? But, yeah, if, if I'm choosing to run it, it's because of tasks. Right, right. So when it comes to tasks and the people who give tasks, you have feelings about the, the traders that do give these tasks out. For example, like, Jaeger, you're pretty much a Uber Eats. You're just some fucking dude hanging out in the woods, <laughs> eating mushrooms, telling you to bring him snacks and to do trick shots. Like, do you have any particular feeling about the traders? Yeah, they can all suck my ass. <laughs> I, 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 yeah, Jaeger's a pain in the ass. Jaeger, Jaeger is definitely a pain in the ass, but I think they all are. I, I Listen, I hate doing tasks, and it's, it's, it's going to be weird for me to say this because, um, because I love Tarkov, and this is the longest I've ever played any video game, like, straight, you know, a year and a half, however long it's been. Um, but I hate games that you grind. And I hate replaying parts. I was the kind of kid where, um, and I remember a specific game, Toy Story, right? <laughs> oh, I remember that one. Was that the one for the Sega? No, I think it was PlayStation 1. Okay. Now, I remember specifically uh, advancing through a map that took me a while, you know, and uh, my memory card got corrupted and it backed me up like two gameplay oh no i never touched the game again <laughs> and i've done that and like that that shit used to happen all the time with memory cards you know right like, but like i won't be like damn i gotta do that again instead i'm like fuck this game i'm never touching it again right <laughs> so the fact that i don't like grinding games and i don't like replaying things and i play a grindy type game that you replay things every couple months um <laughs> blows my mind but that is kind of funny yeah, it's 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 super strange. Tarkov's the only one I'll go for. But um, I started doing this last wipe, and I'm continuing it this wipe. Is I only do tasks until I get close to level 42 to unlock all traders, and then I stop. I know last wipe I stopped doing tasks at level 36, and this wipe I stopped doing tasks at like level 41. Nice. So it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, if I can, if I just coincidentally finish a task, awesome. But I'm not like actively going out there trying to like, you know, find your fucking Rikutons, Jaeger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, like for example, I don't play reserve either. I'm not a big fan of reserve. Um, but like, if I'm playing with a buddy and they're like, you want to run reserve? I'll take a look at the tasks and I'll be like, okay, I gotta kill raiders. I'll, I'll go for that. Why not? It'll give me something to do. Right, but if it comes to like being dehydrated, like, hey, eat this jar of mayonnaise and sit in the bush for five minutes. It's like, why? <laughs> Luckily, those tasks are so early that I just do them just to get the XP. But yeah, if that was like a later task, no fucking way am I wasting my time. Like, can you imagine that in real life if some fat dude in a treehouse was like, hey, I need you to eat this whole jar of mayonnaise and just squat in the bush for five minutes. <laughs> How much are you gonna pay me? <laughs> I'll, I'll jar mayonnaise if the uh if the price is right you hear that everybody out there ash has a price <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, gosh man. that's that's fucking hilarious so if you were blessed by nikita with your own tarkov item what would your item be would it be a can of cheese whiz would it be an nhl card what would be what would be your item now this is gonna this one might bother some people here because uh my community likes to think now listen before we get into this <laughs> i had a couple close calls with an accident in my pants close all close they're, they're they're all false alarms where maybe i yelled a little loud and something almost came out right you're a passionate guy it happens out the back end yeah 
And I always go to check myself because it's the, it's the responsible thing to do. And every time it's been a false alarm. Uh, they don't believe that it's a false alarm. So uh, my community likes to joke that I already have a streamer item and it is the toilet paper. Um, well, better that than depends. Uh, that's also been brought up. In fact, uh, I just turned 30 not too long ago, and my wife uh, my wife and I were going out for dinner, and I got there, and she surprised me by having uh, some of the mods and homies that I met uh, through Twitch there, um, and one of them did get me Depends for my birthday. Um, nice. But no, if, I were, if I were to choose a, a streamer item, I don't, I don't really know. Cheese Whiz would be cool. I, I would like something like that. That's not a bad idea. I've, I've, I've run through ideas before, like a can of meat. Because there was one wipe where I claimed I was the uh, meat man of interchange, you know, and like I would, I would, I would store all the meat from Goshen into a pilgrim and go deliver it to people. Um, but no, I like your idea better. I like your idea better, like a like a jar of cheese whiz. Well, I mean, it ties in with the whole preservative food thing of Tarkov. It ties into your, you know, being a Philly like a Philly guy. And I, I don't, I've never had cheese whiz on a Philly cheesesteak. Like I'm a dirty West Coaster. Like my my exposure to Philly cheesesteaks is not as pure as one that comes from the land of Liberty Bells and cheesesteaks. So when I found when I heard that that's what you guys do, I've always been intrigued by it. I've never never got to try a real Philly cheesesteak. So I, I have to know: Are you a provolone or a cheese whiz guy? Okay, well, this this one is it's complicated. All right. It's complicated because uh, if they don't have cheese whiz, I will go provolone. Okay, but OK, let's let's say last meal like you're given one last Philly cheesesteak. <laughs> what are you going to do? Like if you only have one pick before, you know, end of days. Right, so I haven't tried all. I haven't tried uh, all the like big, super well-known uh, Philly cheesesteak spots. Um, like Delisandro's, I heard is like top two. Uh, John's pork, I heard are top two. Haven't had the liberty of uh, actually trying them yet. My favorite is uh, a Phillips cheesesteak off Passion Ave. Right, I would get one of them. Fried onions, cheese whiz, a little bit of ketchup on it. That's it. That's my final cheesesteak if I had to. Okay. Solid. So if you, we got to You definitely got to try it with Wiz, man. I'm not so, like I, I can't stop moving my legs ever since you said that. <laughs> Is that because the cheese was Because you have to go to the bathroom. <laughs> it could be a little. It's both. But, uh, but yeah, you definitely, uh, you definitely got to try. It. That's one thing I realized. I, I uh, from traveling the country is. I didn't realize that you, well, I'm going to say you guys, this is a blanket statement for the entire country. You non-chili folk. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, I realize a lot of places just call any cheesesteak a Philly. Is that right? Yeah, they do. They do. Yeah, because people are like, you want a Philly? And I'm like, what the fuck's a Philly? Like, like a Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, you guys just, because I used to hate it. I would see people calling this. Like here, get a Philly cheesesteak here, and I'm looking at it, and it's like, it's like American cheese with peppers. And right, just I'm like, that's not a Philly cheesesteak. I'm like, would you get physically upset? Be like, that's cultural appropriation, you well, bastards. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I remember when I was in Vegas, I saw a sign, get a Philly cheesesteak, and it had all this shit. That, like, <laughs> like I'm sure people here have had it like that, but like that's not how we across the board order it. And then I realized um that you like everyone just calls a cheesesteak a philly so they weren't actually claiming that's how we do it 
you know, but that's just what they call cheesesteaks. Yeah, but they just claim the whole city of Philadelphia with it. They're like, this is a Philly. This is what they eat. I thought, oh yeah, I thought they were making it like a flavor, you know, like you could get a cheesesteak or you can get a Philly cheesesteak. That's what I thought it was like. I didn't realize it, all the cheesesteaks everywhere were called Phillies, um, but they, they are a lot better here. It's weird, like. I, 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 like we don't believe that cheesesteaks are the best food you know some people are like oh you philly guy you eating cheesesteaks like that that's not how it is here but the cheesesteaks here are better than everywhere else is, See, you know what i mean so you're telling me the philadelphia food pyramid there's not an entire block dedicated to cheesesteak well, i can't go that far <laughs> <laughs> i definitely wouldn't say it's like the best food nor do nor does anyone here I, don't get me wrong. It's one of my favorite sandwiches of all time. Right. You know, well, it's, it's a classic. Favorite sandwiches. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's more so that they. I don't. I don't even know what it is. They're just better here. I wonder if people from other parts that have like you know food that's named after. It, I wonder if they're as passionate as Philly people are about their cheesesteaks. Because I've I've encountered a lot of people from Philly in the military, and they all have the same opinion. But I've never met a person from Boston who's like, "That's not clam chowder," or a New Yorker that's like, "That's not a fucking bagel," or anyone from Chicago that's like, "That's not Chicago style." <laughs> how, how often do you spend time on East? Because that's exactly what they fucking do. <laughs> Honestly, I have not spent too much time with New Yorkers in the military. The one I get a lot is I dealt with a lot of Minnesotans and a lot of people from like the Great Lakes area, and they're always like, "That's not poutine." <laughs> You're like, okay, that's kind of a random one. No, no that, that's exactly how they are here. I, I, for Boston, I don't know. I try to stay away from that place. Um, but for, well, it's a dirty place. It, <laughs> we're not talking about we're that. not talking about uh, that <laughs> but new york it's like oh you call that a bagel you know or, uh, that ain't a slice of pizza <laughs> you know? uh, so yeah they definitely do it too i don't i don't, I don't want them to get away out of this so speaking on the rivalries because you know california is such a big state like we have our interstate stuff over on the east coast you guys are all kind of jammed together and like sports rivalries out there are something to behold so what state or what part of the country, if it's also in your state, is the biggest rivalry that you as a Philly person have? Is it an inner Pennsylvanian thing? Is it a New York thing? Is it a Massachusetts mass hole thing? Like, what states do you like to play against? This one's this one's kind of interesting, though, because yeah, it's usually the Penguins are my most hated team. But the Flyers are so bad right now, it's hard to have that rivalry. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's usually like uh, Pittsburgh, New York Rangers. You know, the Devils. I used to hate a lot, and they just got bad. So well, they were good in the nineties. Yeah, I, they used to be my least favorite team. Now they're just so bad for so long. I don't even care about them. I hope that rivalry comes back. <laughs> but I hate. Um, it's like you can't hate the Sabers either, because that's like it's like hating some kicking someone when they're down. My most hated team is the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, oh, dude! I hate the Cowboys too. That's because in the military, I'd always get those "We damn boys!" like I, nonstop every Sunday. I'd be like, dude, sh I don't even care about football, but just I hate your team. I just hate them. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Just the righteousness of it too. It'd be like, you guys beat Buffalo in the Super Bowl. Woo! Congrats. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So getting getting back to Tarkov, do you have a favorite boss in Tarkov to fight? Like, do you just love running into Rashal and the boys? Are you more of a killer guy? Do you like to kill? Like, is there a boss that when you see them roaming around the map, you're just like, fuck yes, I get to take it. 
Yeah. Uh, it's Killa and Tagila. The brothers. The brothers. Being an interchange main, um, like I said, I strayed away a little bit, but uh, Killa's my homie. I love taking him down. And then Tagila's just... I rarely see Tagila enough, but he's badass, dude. I like I like uh, fighting both of them. Every time I run into Tagila, he's doing some scary shit. Like, I've seen him run at people with the hammer. <laughs> it's just... so awesome. I love it. What a cool boss. Yeah. yeah I, th I think is the coolest boss, but I... I I, I gotta give my boy Killer credit. I I just love him. That's just the Adidas tracksuit. He's just he even incorporating that in his helm. Dude, <laughs> he's got the drip. The drip in Tarkov is everything. Oh, people people look past that way too much. That's how important style is in Tarkov. And my man Killer's got it. Gila's definitely got it. I mean, that's just the reason I don't run bears, because I just don't like that the arms are exposed. I just don't like the look of their camo set either. That's the only reason I go USAC. There you go. Style's important. It is. It is. Maybe that's because I wasn't from the Eastern Bloc. Maybe it's because I don't have that appreciation for, you know, rah, 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 poutine in my Adidas. I don't know. I just yeah. I didn't grow up like that. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> yeah, you always got to go with what looks the best. Always got to go. Right. Puffy jacket is the drip because obviously that's the coolest outfit in Tarkov right now. That's pretty bad. I don't, the plaid button up is pretty sick too. That was my OG. Uh, that was my OG go to. That was my OG go to for sure. It's not bad. Not bad. A puffy jacket. I don't even care that everybody else has it. <laughs> I still wanted it. I was like, this is too cool. So everybody else has. No, I mean, fuck. You're, you're a Philly guy. You don't care about what anybody else thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly. So when it comes to that whole like mindset are you a fan of always sunny in philadelphia because i've met quite a few people from philly who hate that show and i've met quite a few who love it like what's what camp do you fall in or do you not watch it uh, so, sorry you, uh i didn't hear the very oh. first part of that are you a fan of always sunny in philadelphia always sunny yes uh i do like that show i do like that show a lot um i don't religiously watch it or anything i, I haven't missed or i haven't seen the newest season or anything um but it always cracks me up when i watch it it's like I didn't even think about asking about Always Sunny in Philadelphia, except for yesterday I got killed by somebody who called himself the Nightman, and I was like, "Oh, I gotta ask Ash Elfie about that." <laughs> yeah, no, like, uh, yeah, it's it, it's such a uh, it, it's a good show. I mean, most of it doesn't even take place in Philly. True, it's just funny to me. It's all in California somewhere. Um, but I I just love uh, Mac and Charlie, and especially like Mac's from the area, you know, like. You can tell the Philly influence in the show is strong, and um, yeah, I, I've always I've always uh, enjoyed that show. I can't I can't watch it uh, for t uh, like too long. Like a lot of times on TV, like marathons. Right. My wife will be like, I can't do any more of this in a row. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I feel you. Too, but like, it's like she was like, I feel like my brain melts if I watch like more than two episodes at a time. It's like watching Shameless. You can only watch so much of it in one sitting. <laughs> I've never actually seen that show. It's pretty good. You probably enjoy if you like Always Sunny, you'll probably enjoy Shameless. I have to check that out. I'm gonna. It's a weird comparison based off what I've seen from Shameless, but I'll hold you to that. Well, it's just you know, it's people doing fucked up things, <laughs> and the huge. <laughs> That's the only correlation. They, and there's a bar in both of them. That's pretty much the only correlation. Completely different stories, completely different characters, but it's like, you know, scams. Yeah, there's people in scams. I'm in. There you go. You son of a bitch, I'm in kind of thing. <laughs> exactly. So 
when it comes to music, I've seen that you have quite a lot of guitars in some of your photos. Like, how long have you been playing music? Or are they purely a decorative thing? Um, I, I've been playing, well, so I haven't played guitar really in the past, like, year, year and a half, ever since I started streaming, because I'm focusing all my time and energy into this. Um, so I'm sure I'm pretty rusty on the guitar, but I've been playing guitar for, like, 13, maybe 14 years. Nice. What, what got you into it? Was it, like, a sibling, a relative, or have you just been like, oh, I've just always loved the sound of a guitar? Angus Young, ACDC. Oh, dude. It's <laughs> classic. Yeah, I was like, uh, I was like 15 or 16, maybe a 16, and I was like, I, I, I gotta learn it. And uh, I got an acoustic guitar from my uncle, his old one. And then my first electric was a cheap uh, Epiphone SG that okay. was the same color of Angus Young's. Um, but yeah, I've been I've been playing for uh, over a decade. Oh, I'm rusty right now, but I used to. That's what I used to do in my uh, late teens and uh, to early mid 20s. Is I used to tour the country, uh, play music. Was there a certain ACDC song that like? made you fall in love or was it just albums in general uh, my first acdc album was back in black so uh, oh classic it really drove it oh yeah so many good songs on there yeah. you know there's like i think there's like three or four like like bona fide hits on there right no there definitely is quite a few chart toppers on that one so like it's funny you bring up acdc because my dad my dad is an immigrant he doesn't have the best english and he grew up loving acdc and i remember when i was like nine he like his favorite song was the one like i got big balls one the one about like the balls and stuff and i remember him like telling me in broken league it's like he's talking about this balls mike <laughs> it's like oh my god <laughs> awesome. it's like i get it dad <laughs> you thought it was like some like deep correlation it's like, dude, like <laughs> i get it <laughs> they play that on the radio Oh god! I'm surprised they play that on the radio. I am too. I am too. Banger, dude. So you said you toured around the country with music. Were you in like a band? And if so, what kind of music was it? Was it like rock, punk, anything like that? Or you polka? Um, polka. Uh, yeah, it was polka and uh, folk. Um, no, it was uh, like metalcore. Okay. Um, I, w I was in one band with uh, local friends that were good friends of mine, and. Uh, and I kind of was just like filling in for them on guitar because they played music I really didn't play. You know, I like to play Zeppelin and ACDC and they were playing a little harder stuff. So a little faster. I like, fill in in the meantime, you know. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I'll just fill in for you guys. They find one. They're like, well, you're working out. You just want to stay. And I was like, fuck it. All right. It's not my style usually, but I'll stay. And that band ended up touring the country a few times and we were on Warp Tour, stuff like that, which was cool. And then... Um, I ended up uh, leaving that one, and a year, maybe a year or two later, I joined in with another metalcore band out of Baltimore, and I toured the country more with them. And uh, now it's funny to think about, and this is a total coincidence, in that band in Baltimore, which was my last band before I stopped doing the music, um, drummer was Dottie Hack, who was another Tarkov streamer. <laughs> it's a small world, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, exactly. And it's funny because uh, Dottie Hack actually saw my first band's tour and stood in front of me when I was on stage. And then when I quit that band, he's the one that reached out to me, said, hey, you want to try out for my band? And then I left that band uh, like after a year or two. And years after that, I started streaming on Twitch and saw that he was also there. And it happened to be the same exact game. Total coincidence. And we've kind of rekindled the friendship there um that's fucking awesome so I, yeah that's some small world shit for sure same game the same uh site and 
uh we're able to i, I played with him yesterday <laughs> as a matter of fact uh right. but yeah it was like it was like metalcore music it was it was interesting it was interesting uh my life it's like i never got into metalcore i grew up more into like the punk scene and i like i was i, I will always forever love mosh pits but metalcore and <laughs> the genres that have branched out since the punk days it's crazy how that's kind of evolved from like a mosh pit where it's like a unified circle to just people thrashing and like launching out and just trying to kick and hit people any way they can like it's funny how that has progressed so are you a fan of the og mosh pit are you more into the whole thrash dance or do you go skull with it do you just skank around when you're at a show like what is your preferred method to dance while at a show if you have one at all no no and no (laughs) i hate mosh pits Um, okay like okay, I'm not, I I don't hate on mosh pits. If you want to hit each other, go fucking hit each other. I don't give a shit. You know, I'm, I'm you know I'm nobody's fucking dad about it. Um, but <laughs> keep me the fuck away. Um, and when I'm on and when I was on stage, when people started mosh pit, uh, t- when you're on stage, it's cool as shit. Right. You know, like these guys want to fucking hit each other over our music. Cool, uh, whatever, do it. Um, but no, to be honest, uh, ever since I got out of the music scene, I really don't go to shows anymore. I don't, I, I don't really like it. Um, and if I'm there, I'm kind of in the back with my arms crossed with a beer. Yeah, exactly. Oh yeah. Uh, beer. But- I mean, well, once you hit your thirties, it's like, uh, I used to do that shit when I was younger, but now I'm like, I'm 33. So it's just like every, every day I wake up and I have an injury or a pain. It's just like, Oh God, is this forever? <laughs> is this the new normal? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I started getting like that when I was like 25, though. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, I, I really I, I was never into mosh pits anyway. But I remember one of the it's funny. I'm going to say one of the last shows I was at, maybe the last five shows I was at was like six years ago, five years ago or something like that. And I was not in the mosh pit. I was like maybe three rows back. Um, and people I, I forget what they call it. Uh, it's some maneuver. I don't know. But uh, some guy. Crowd killing, I think is what they call it. it was, the guy was going around the rim of the circle, throwing a bow and then oh. throwing a punch, all the way around, kind of like he was like a little tornado, right? Right. Like a big dude, right? He's coming around. <laughs> it's always the big dudes who do that. It's never like the short five foot nothing kid doing that. No, he was, uh, he was, he was a, he was a feller, <laughs> and he was coming around. I remember seeing him. He was coming around my right side, see him going around the rim, and I'm like, look at this jacket. <laughs> around and then like there's a crowd like i said i'm like two i'm like three people back maybe and i don't see him anymore and then all of a sudden everyone in front of me just goes from the left and the right right and i get socked right in the eye so the oceans part like moses and then you catch a bow moses type shit like really like they jumped like they dipped the punch and i caught it right in the face right and don't get me wrong, if, if people go in the mosh pit, I think it's silly when they get hit and then they want to fight the guy. Right, it's like you're, you're, you're entering into this contract of hit and yes, be hit. <laughs> I, when, you're, when you're like three, four people deep, you don't, you're not in that contract. No, <laughs> I did not sign up for this. <laughs> I went after him. <laughs> and then all I heard was uh, uh, like people like yelling and then flashlights started running in and I dipped out and I'm like, fuck all this, dude. I'm done with this. So, you know, like, I don't like them. Right. I don't like them. And, and everyone to each your own. Each their own. You know, I'll never hate on anybody for doing it. But, yeah, like, 
I, I was I was trying to fight that guy. I threw a, I, I got him back. <laughs> I got him back. Right. And then I dip. I mean, those are like the only rules of a mosh pit is you pick people up who fall and you don't go and target somebody who's not involved. That's literally the only rule. Yeah, yeah and, and there, there are, like, uh, my white favorite band of all time is Scary Kids Scaring Kids, right? And they just came back, uh, they did a tour, and I, I went with her. Um, and I, I was drunk towards the end, and they had, like, a mosh pit area that I did go into, you know? But, like, I kind of read the room, and nobody was doing that dumb shit, and while I was in there, I had a ball. Right. That, that seems like the minority of the mosh pits I've seen. Like, I, li- I like to read the room a little, and that one was okay. Right. You know? But otherwise, it's, yeah, I don't I don't like the whole crowd killing shit. And like I said. Oh, yeah, that's a little too much. That's you. Or when you go to see a show like Municipal Waste or Guar, and they do the Wall of Death, and you're just like, this is a horrible idea. <laughs> like, why on earth would we do this? Like, the funniest one I ever saw is I went to go see the Buzzcocks a few years back, and it's like, you know, only a few original members, because you know they're all pretty much dead at this point, and like, the average person in the audience was like 60, so it was just a mellow show, and they got like an old person mosh pit. I even saw a walker in there, it's the funniest shit I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> I love that. Just very low, low speed, high drag moment. It's pretty great. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. So getting back into Tarkov, what is your favorite gun? Whether it be, you know, low budget moment, high budget moment. Do you have a favorite? Yes. Uh, SR-25 is my favorite gun to run. Okay. Okay. It's funny because it's not even the gun I run the most, but it's it's my favorite gun to run. Now, is it your favorite because of sentimental reasons? Like, oh, I got my first kill on this, or is it just your favorite because it fucking slaps? Um, it slaps, but uh, no. So, like, I've, obviously, when you first start playing Tarkov, you, you get to the point where you're trying out a bunch of different guns. And um, being new to mouse and keyboard, when I started playing Tarkov, I gravitate a lot towards single fire guns. Same. Um, because not only is the recoil, like, when you first start playing Tarkov, kind of hard to manage. Like, you don't know what it's like. It's not like Call of Duty. You know what I mean? Especially with this wipe, it feels like the recoils changed drastically from a few wipes ago. A hundred percent it has. And that 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 I'm going to round uh, come around to in a second for why this is my favorite gun. Um, but, yeah, like, the recoil was hard to control. You know, low stats, never playing mouse and keyboard, new to Tarkov. So I liked the single fire gun. So S-Tar 25 was gun that i latched onto early in the first wipe that i was playing um especially the ammo slaps you know it, it, and it's solid it's solid um but there's also other guns that uh, the past uh two three wipes i've really gotten to love and that was the mp7 and the ak-103 Those oh are i love the ak's three. It's all great three were um the sr the mp7 and the ak-103 um now with the changes in recoil this year like you uh alluded to I, I just feel like, and they might not even have changed the AK or MP7 that much, but it's a, for me, it feels different. I don't know what it is. Maybe they did, maybe they didn't. It feels different to me. Right. Which makes me, and the SR still slaps. So, and I think with this this new recoil that they did, um, I think single fire weapons, like semi auto uh, weapons, are are to me, I think better, dude. You know what I mean? So no, totally. The SR for me stand out above the other two that I love. It's like I'm a big fan of five five six because you know I was in the military. I shot a lot of five five six stuff. I love the M4s, but like the M4 in Tarkov just isn't it for me. This wipe. So I've moved more towards 
bolt action. I love bolt action things now. And I love, you know, semi-autos like, you know, SKS or something like that. Always my go-to. But when it comes to full auto, when I do that, I usually go with like a lot smaller caliber, like a nine mil. Like, you know, that mechanic uh, when you can get like a PP-19, if you give him like a roller and a GP coin. Like, I absolutely love that build that he like trades for. That, that that gun does slap i i like those i i do like those the recoil's easy it hurts oh vectors are so good no i i definitely like them and and like um when i'm saying sr that's a, that's a balance on a slappage we'll call it and cost <laughs> i just picture a dude in a lab coat like the slappage factor while pushing up his lab coat and glasses <laughs> yes <laughs> and the slappage factor um but uh no i mean th th this uh the gun's like 100k this wipe which i don't remember it ever being like that but like the m1a and the rss i uh i always used to feel like we're better than the sr but for what you get for the price sr was always my favorite now i don't know what the price difference is this wipe i haven't ran many m1a's or rss's this wipe um but it, it was, it was uh, a lot of it was to do with uh, the slappage factor and the uh price together is what uh really led me to that but yeah m4 like you said does not hit this wipe i loved it last wipe yeah that's i, I was very sad because i tried to you know brand new wipe you you get the starting usec things you got the m4s in there i remember going in there like this doesn't feel right like what is this it's just a, and like the ammo like i don't know if they but like but like boosted scabs when it comes to their health but it's just like they did you put so many rounds in his scab and he's not even wearing armor and he's just kind of sitting there like you know not even affected like are, am i hitting you with nerf like what's happening and then the next thing you know you fall on the ground and it says head shoulders knees and toes knees and toes and you're like god damn it yep. <laughs> exactly i think they did i uh, know i could be wrong i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure i i saw that they upped some scavs health and there's like different tiers of scavs I oh. so the one in the red and white olympic one is like you know the chat of scabs <laughs> i don't know if it's based off what they wear but for, and like i could be making this up i just don't know why my brain would make this up this is why i'm basing this off i probably seen this um, <laughs> like there's like the normal scabs and then there's scabs that with elevated health and then there's like another tier of elevated health I, this could be complete. I could be lying to everybody right now. Um, but I, that's what I thought I read, and that's what I believed, believed all this wipe. So, right. fuck it. I'm, I'm, like, I'm going with it. Ash is dying on that hill. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm standing on it, at least. Whether he's right or wrong, in true Philly fashion, he's going to stand by it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love it. So, is there an item that in Tarkov, what is your favorite item? Like, when you see it, you're like, I got to extract right now. Or do you not have one of those items? Is everything just fair game? Oh, everyone loves the GPs. Dude. That's going right up the butt. <laughs> uh, yeah, right up the shoot, dude, and I'm getting out. Um, because of the, the wild-type gameplay I play where I'm just doing dumb shit and chatting out, like, it's it's not always easy for me to keep money. So, yeah, if I'm finding something like, uh, like a GPU, I want out to, like, so I can do the dumb shit, if that makes any sense. <laughs> you got to fund the habit. <laughs> Yeah, and that's that the thing, like, it, it, it's hard to, to explain because, like, like, I don't care about the money, you know, like... Uh, You're not counting your rubles. Well, it's like one of those things is, like, it, for example, like, I have I have BitBot, right? And, 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 like, chat can control things that go on in the game, and I have one that is a bag drop. 
where they can drop my bag as I'm extracting. <laughs> now, I've made the rule that that is the one I can't, I'm not going to refund because I have a chance to block it, right? Right. I have a chance to block it by opening inventory so they can't um, bag drop, if I remember. But, like, uh, like when it happens, like, I get mad, right? <laughs> I get mad when they get it. Like, sure, like, I, I, I got $5 or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Right. And, and sure, it's just a video game. Like, I really, like, I don't care about losing the pixels, whatever. But, like, I can never make money and if I, in the game, and if I run out, I literally can't like entertain the way i want to i feel like so so there's no use right. there's no use sitting in the shower in like the fetal position and be like i lost all my shit <laughs> there's none of those moments in real life yeah yeah exactly it's like it's less it's more about um just me funding the habit like you say you know and like and making sure i don't run out uh when i'm trying to do dumb stuff that costs money and all that right i mean those chad blasters they cost a little bit of money you gotta budget your fucks to get the chad blaster Mm-hmm. yeah that gun i think was almost 400k my god chad cannon yeah the chad cannon oh that. see that's that's what we're, that's what i mean like this game like there's no wrong way to play this game just like there's no wrong way to eat a reese's like everybody goes about it differently and everyone has finds their own enjoyment in there which is great and like not every game can make that claim i i agree uh, that's why the, there's no other game like tarkov and it hurts to say i don't know if there ever will be i hope there is because i would love to play it right um, right but I, I can't play any other game really uh it's tarkov tarkov is unmatched to me even with all its flaws like tarkov is unmatched to me right so in interchange being a guy who plays interchange a lot have you noticed an increase a decrease or about the same level of exit campers this way compared to others um it, it's tough because uh like i said i mained it two wipes ago and uh, kind of like jump on and off at the past uh wipe or wipe and a half and um I really, I, I haven't seen too many ever, you know, like, yeah, it's happened. You know, I don't think I've gotten extract camp this wipe at all at, uh, on interchange. Um, maybe I have last wipe, but like in general, even when I was meaning it, like I was always worried about it, but in reality, like it was such a small percentage chance that it even happened. So right. it's hard for me to judge. Like I, I don't, I haven't seen him enough to know if it's gone up or down. Like I don't get exit camp very often, but when it does happen, it's usually factory during the daytime. There's always some one asshole hiding behind <laughs> that one door. I've got extra camps on factory more than interchange. I think. Like right behind that dumpster when you go to what is it, gate three? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right below that place where you gotta do the message from the pa you know that proper mission where you gotta like stash that. That's another thing. Like, why does it take thirty seconds to fucking hide a bag of croutons in something? Like, you just throw it in there. Like, it shouldn't take that long. I will never understand that. Like, when you gotta put like uh, you gotta like stash like the water on woods or something, and it takes thirty seconds to hide a bottle of water. And then you gotta take an extra thirty seconds to hide the lunchbox. Be like. Didn't I just do both of them at the same time? <laughs> like, come on. Dump them under. Like, grab them. Just throw them in. <laughs> like, that I don't get. Yeah, Jaeger's fat ass is not going to complain. Be like, you didn't hide it neatly enough. <laughs> They'll never know. <laughs> They'll never know. He's going to go pick them up. He's going to send some other uh, schmo to go pick it up. 
shit. <laughs> like you're just as Uber Eats, you know? Like maybe that extra time is you putting it in there and then taking a picture and sending it to Uber Eats so Jaeger knows it was delivered. <laughs> yeah, delivered. <laughs> Fucking Jaeger. Caney ass, dude. I mean, yeah, like he's just a fat dude who makes you get him food and snacks. Mechanic's just a dude who's just, just like you know, he's just overworked. He's like, hey, build this fucking gun for me. I don't have time for it. Praporb's literally a piece of shit who's, like, participating in humans hunting humans. They're sick. I'm telling you, all of them. They're all, <laughs> I, I, they can all suck my ass, as I said earlier. Uh, I can't stand any of them. <laughs> so if they ever added a traitor in a map, like if you could go in somewhere and see a traitor, are you shooting that traitor on site? <laughs> No, no, because they're going to, you know, I mean, would I want to? Fuck yeah. Um, but uh, they're going to add, like, uh, reasons to not, you know, like karma and all that shit to not do it. Right. Um, but I would want to. Don't get me wrong. Oh, 100%. So speaking of karma. Fucking faces. Oh, I don't even want to get started. Did you shoot Santa Claus? I did not shoot Santa. Oh, okay. I lied. I did shoot Santa. Um, didn't know he was Santa and didn't kill him. I actually shot him, and instead of him aggroing, he ran for his life. Oh, so you winged him. Oh. No, I shot him in the head. He ate it. And I was like, shit, that's Santa. And he turned around and ran, and then I turned around and ran. Um, (laughs) but no, I didn't, I never targeted Santa. So Christmas Joy kept that bullet from penetrating into his holly jolly brain, is what you're telling me. It it had to be, which is funny, because I hate Christmas, you know? (laughs) There, there was Grinch all over that bullet, and he just, you know, he fought it off. He tanked it. He tanked it, dude. He 100% tanked it. So, ne- what would you feel if one wipe, they moved Santa from a random scab to, like, Rashala, and then they made his boys dress up, like, all in green like elves? Would you be a fan of that for a Christmas, like, wipe, or would you not be a fan of that? I mean, I'm sure it'd be funny. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be against it. I, I like the uh, the fun little things they do here and there, whether it makes it quote unquote unrealistic or not. Like I would be for that. Uh, I'm sure that'd be funny to see a bunch of little uh, fucking elves following Santa around. Yeah, there's all sorts of fun stuff that they could do. Like one wipe, like the alternate art of all of the scab bosses being female. They could incorporate that into one wipe. They could, you know, <laughs> make Santa Claus. They could do all sorts of crazy would, stuff. And I would run factory. <laughs> come here tequila I'd be, I'd be a factory main so what is scarier coming across cultists at night or having tequila chase you with a hammer cultists dude they're fucking they're, they're, oh my god has this cultist stabbed you in the butt this wipe this wipe I don't know but yeah they definitely do it like you don't, the worst part about the cultists is you don't hear them you know, and then once one strikes, you kill it. You start getting shot from like the bushes. You know, um, straight Viet Cong tactics. The bushes are talking. I'm, I'm surprised, like my leg doesn't get wrapped up in a trap and I get pulled up to the tree. It's it's that type shit. It's like fighting. I feel like it's fighting predator, dude. <laughs> but like tequila, you get that initial like yell, like oh shit, there he is. You know, and then after that, it's chill. With uh, with cultists, it's mayhem until you die. Pretty much. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> just ambush on ambush. Yeah, you're like, what the fuck? Kill him. What the fuck? And there's people just shooting all over the place. Yeah. At least Tequila gives you a warning, like, hey, I'm Tequila <laughs> before he like, you know, comes at you. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Cultists worse, dude. They're scarier. 
What is the grossest food item to you in Tarkov? Like when you see your player eat it, you're just like, ugh, why? Drinking the mayo, dude. <laughs> that one's pretty bad. Like, how thin is that fucking mayo, dude? You can't just drink mayo. Regardless <laughs> of the taste, there's no way you're drinking mayo, dude, without like, choking. He's like, <laughs> and he does it in like one gulp, too. It's like, bro. Why are you drinking mayo? Where did you get this skill set and why? Yeah, dude. No, that's, that's the grossest one, I think. That one's pretty bad. I don't know. The Tashanka for me, or the herring, it's just like, or just drinking milk that you found in like a trunk that's been there for months. It's just like, dude, why? Why? Okay, when you think about the age of them, they're all fucking gross. Oh, yeah, they would have to be. It doesn't bother me because, uh,. I like sardines and stuff, and I even like uh, pickled herring, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, so that one doesn't bother me that much. But yeah, the the, the mayo is gross. Is that why it's so thin? Because it's all I don't even want to think about it. Probably like it's like they were, they were talking about adding like radiation to the game and like perma killing your character. But you know when your character's hurt, and he's like making all those noises. I think when your person eats something spoiled and that gross, they should make those noises and be like, "Yeah, dude, give me a few seconds. My character's taking his shit in the bush over here." Um, I think I played a game where, like, if the meat goes bad, you can still eat it, but you would throw up. Oh, yeah, yeah. They got that in a few games. They got that in Project Zomboid. I think they have that in Rust as well, and probably a few other survival horror yeah, games. And a bunch, because I've never played either of those, and I've definitely seen it before. Um, I feel like it was, like, one of those games where you, like, you, like farm the animal and have to, like, uh, take its meat and skin or something. Oh, that could be so many. That could even be Minecraft for all I know. Yeah, like, yeah, games like, like, I'm not saying it was this game, but games like The Witcher, you know, where, like, hoarding mm. his materials, but, like, if the meat goes bad and you eat it, or uh, what was it? Uh, the Forest. Maybe that was one. Or Green Hell or one of those. Yeah, but like, I would I would be interested if they add that in Tarkov, but they'd have to add new, like, food that was edible. And they'd have to add, like, the PMC, like, talk points, but I can't believe I ate that or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be down to see that. <laughs> some funny shit, dude. Oh, my gosh. All right, so... What is your least favorite gun in Tarkov? Like, what gun do you see on your scav and you're like, oh, this is going to be terrible? Do you Or do you not have one? Oh, I sure do. I almost cut you off three times trying to answer. That's how excited I was. PPSH. <laughs> I fucking hate that gun. You hate the World War II staple, the PPSH. Why? I hate the PPSH because I feel like he, someone could be five feet in front of, and I get it, the fire rate and blah, blah, blah. I feel like someone, if they're not five feet in front of you, if they're like 10 feet oh you ain't hitting them yeah you dump the whole mag and it goes away fast because yeah the fire rate's great i agree right but like it looks like you pepper them and they're untouched dude right or or you do pepper them and they just eat it and then they kill you right. i hate that gun in a world where you can complete shooter board in heaven with a shotgun with a slug <laughs> you can't hit somebody five feet away with a submachine gun yeah that's definitely a frustrating one Dude, it's funny because, uh, like I said, Tarkov's really the only game I could play. There's one other shooter that I can kind of play. Um, but I, some of my old console buddies, like, I don't play with them anymore because, like, I'm, I'm on PC and they're playing Call of Duty still. And, um, like, I don't really play Call of Duty uh, anymore, like, at all. There's so many cheaters in it. 
So I hear. But uh, my buddies somewhat recently were like, yo, we, uh, we're playing Call of Duty again. We haven't played in Oh, do you want to hop on? And I was like, you know, what? fuck it. I'll play with the boys. You know, it's been a while. You know, I've, it's been a year and a half since I've been playing PC. Uh, I definitely miss playing with the boys. And I jumped on Call of Duty and it's like new Warzone map or whatever. And I got a PPSH. And I was like, here we fucking go again, dude. Right. <laughs> right. And in that game. Oh, it slaps. It's disgusting, dude. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, it's my favorite gun. <laughs> But yeah, in Tarkov, it's garbage, dude. I can't, I, I can't fucking stand it. So you have a love-hate relationship with the PPSH. Well, uh, considering my recent um, Call of Duty career was one day in <laughs> the past like, year, <laughs> it's all hate. Dude. It's all hate. It's not, not enough to save it. That's like one redeeming quality of an asshole. It's like, you're still an asshole, even though you helped that lady cross the street. <laughs> you still exactly. suck. <laughs> Oh good. So I know when you told me that you were getting into streamer, you didn't really watch streamers. Is there a streamer that you watched when you began streaming, or is there a streamer that you currently watch, whether it be the Tarkov realm, some other realm? Is like who do you watch when you're not making your content? Um, to be honest, like now, like I, I really don't. I, I support homies. You know what I mean? Right. I, I like to lurk, and like I'll sit there and like. And when I have time, I'll chat for like in 15, 20 minutes, you know, or while I'm working on editing videos, I'll have friends up that I'm um, that I'm watching and chatting with. But I, I really don't have uh, like a specific uh, streamer that I'll sit down and watch. And I never really have, dude. Right. Like, like I said, I, I didn't watch streamers before I started. Um, the thing that made me think that I, I maybe uh, could give it a shot was seeing um, Stone Mountain's videos on Facebook. Oh, dude, he was so funny back in the day. Like, his ridiculous like, milk content. Well, like, I'd, I never watched streamers, so my my vision in my head was that only the best competitive gamers were successful streamers. That's, that, that's what my ignorance thought. Then I saw Stone Mountain. Don't get me wrong, he's great at the games, but I, I saw his videos popping up on Facebook all the time. And I was like, wow, he's fucking funny, dude. And yeah. I was like, hey, I'm kind of funny, <laughs> you know? And I was like, I I'm a graphic designer who can edit videos. Lo I love playing video games. Uh, I could be funny. I was like, fuck it. Let me give it a shot. It's a match made in heaven. You have all the skill set. Exactly. So I was just like, let me try it. It's not like it's not like I watched and uh, watched other streamers and start streaming as a hobby. It was... I, I was like, you know what? I think I can do this. And I started it as a career immediately. You know what I mean? There was right. a hobby phase. Um, <laughs> it was all or nothing. Way. Oh, yeah. Dude, I quit my salary job to start. <laughs> now, how hard was that for you to do? Or was it like an easy thing? You're like, I hate this job. I'm done. Well, no, don't get me wrong. I hated the job. But yeah, it was don't anyone listen to this. Don't ever fucking do that. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a little fortunate that it seems to be going well so far um but don't ever fucking do that um but yeah so like all of my time is invested in this and like putting uh time into content and stuff like that so i really don't have time to like sit there and watch streamers for like enjoyment right you know i mean because it's a job for you at that point it's just like you know like i don't know about you but i'm hypercritical about everything i put out and I'm sure you're the same way, especially because this is like your craft now. This is like what you do. Like, are you like super hypercritical on your own stuff to the point where even when you watch other people's stuff, you're like, oh, I could I could do it like this or I could do it like that. It comes to a point where it's not enjoyable because you're just analyzing it as opposed to watching it. Um, yes and no. I am super critical on my own stuff, but um, I, I don't really pick pick. Uh, I, I, I 
guess I had here and there be like, oh, that, that's a cool idea, but I would have done it this way kind of thing. But I wouldn't say that that aspect would ruin watching um, watching other streamers. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, I, I watch it for what it is, and there's a lot of people I think are entertaining, and um, I wish I had more time to, to watch. But I do enjoy watching uh, Von Helsing. Um, he's one of my go-tos that I can watch, and... Um, always keeps up the energy and stuff like that it's similar to like what i what i kind of go for and obviously i go for things that i would like as well right so uh, when there's similar creators out there i uh kind of lean towards them so you make the content that you yourself would enjoy to watch yeah, i try to you know like some some of it uh let's say some of it you gotta adapt to like me uh yelling all the <laughs> you know. oh there you go you're back yeah, my, my screen went black uh, <laughs> and like it cuts discord for a second. Um, yeah, like uh, I try to make the stuff that obviously I would like to see because that's all I know. I'm only me. I'm not everybody else, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, some things that, like you have to adapt like me yelling all the time. Like in per like I have that energy. Don't get me wrong. That's why I can do it. But like I'm known for yelling a lot, you know, but outside of that, like pretty chill you know what i mean it's just that's just something that i realized like people loved and like i'd have the energy for it right so i kept it up you know like it would happen naturally and like and and stuff like that so well you're a sports guy so i'm sure that comes out during those events well yeah yeah like i'm not struggling to do it you know what i mean it's exhausting right like, i'm not struggling uh to do it but uh, th yeah there is a there's a fine line between doing what you would want to see and also um, doing what you think other people would want to see. Right. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So when it comes to the mustache, at what age did you know that you wanted to maintain such a wonderful mantle? Because <laughs> it takes a lot of work. It does, but it's funny because um, I couldn't grow facial hair until I was like 25 years old at all. Okay. Like I would get like a little stubbly, patchy mustache, maybe a couple hairs on my chin, um, one sideburn that I could kind of grow longer than the other, you know. But like really, like I would say I couldn't grow facial hair. Like I would shave once every, uh, like once a couple weeks, if that, you know. Um, and then all of a sudden I started being able to grow some like super patchy like chin hair, and my mustache just started getting fuller and fuller <laughs> rapidly, like real fast. <laughs> like all right and i just started letting it grow and like to be funny i started curling it a little bit and i was like you know what this doesn't look half bad and at this point i couldn't grow a beard yet i was like this doesn't look half bad so i just kept letting it fucking grow because why not <laughs> right and, I, and then i started like curling it and like i started looking up how to style it and then i started doing, like a styling regimen and then i would go out places like i remember even going to the aquarium with my wife like uh when i first started growing out and like the everyone i walked by <laughs> felt like they're like bro nice mustache and i'm thinking like for a guy that like my dad can't grow facial hair you know what i mean like still he's what 50 something he still can't grow a mustache so the fact that like i couldn't grow a mustache till i was like 25 and now people are saying what a nice mustache i have i was like i was like hell yeah dude i'm like who would have ever thought me you know right i would be the guy did you catch hate from your dad be like you son of a bitch you can grow a mustache oh, a lot of shit <laughs> you know like because i've i've shaved the mustache off a few times now like i've grown it this big and shaved it a few times and it takes maybe like six months to get it back and it just grows back bushier and fuller every time yeah but i i've shaved it off and like uh 
like as it's growing back i joke i'm like dude you can your mustache fucking grip for the rest of your life and you'll never see this <laughs> like i'll say that shit to my dad to fuck around with him but um but yeah like uh it's a blessing and a curse dude i hate it and i love it i love the way it looks i i hate everything else about it oh i bet it gets in my, dude it gets in my mouth when i'm eating anytime i drink something that's not in like a bottle it's skin wet right like a beer out of a pint glass you get the foam on there it's like god damn it beer's a little different i'll suck the beer out of my mustache <laughs> He's wringing it out into your mustache. Yeah, but like anything else, like if I were to have like, I don't know, I mean, I don't know when I would have a cup of soda, but if I were to have a cup of soda, it would like be like sticky. You know what I mean? And like that's no fun for the rest of the day. Right. Um, but no, it's just kind of and and once I, I started shaving it a little bit, once I started growing a beard, I was like, well, if I have the beard, I gotta bring the curly mustache back. Right, you can't go straight Civil War with just the fat chops that connect to the mustache. <laughs> but but now now I love it, dude. I, I love I love how it looks, so I don't see it going away anytime soon. But yeah, it's fairly recent in the grand scheme of things. Right, I will admit when I was looking for people to interview because like it, 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 I have to do a lot of hunting to find people to bring on the show every week. When I saw your picture, and I was just like, oh, dude, he's got an A's mustache from like the seventies, eighties. This is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the selling points. Like a Raleigh Fingers mustache. Exactly. The fact that you know who Raleigh Fingers is <laughs> validates my decision. <laughs> Listen, if you have a mustache like this, you learn who uh, Raleigh Fingers is because you get compared to it. Oh my god, that's so funny. Especially when I do it up because like there are different ways to style it. A lot of times I go for the more natural approach, right? But like sometimes if I'm wearing a suit, Right when I'm wearing a suit, I, I keep it clean and I use a glue stick like we used to use as kids, like the purple glue stick. Right, right. I use that and I'll wrap it around something round and hit it with a blow dryer to like freeze it. And that's when it really looks like a Raleigh Fingers mustache. And I, I'll, I'll hear that all the time. That's like the punk scene when people were doing like Liberty Spikes and stuff. They use Elmer's glue to keep it up. So that's very. It comes right out. It literally, like before you even put soap in it, like once water hits it, it like comes out. <laughs> Hey, it works. Oh my gosh, that's that's awesome. So it's funny because if you were to like meet yourself in the past and tell you like, hey, someday you're gonna have a mustache that you're gonna be using glue sticks on, you probably would never have believed it. Yeah, I would I would stop future me at you could grow a mustache and stop believing. <laughs> that's so fucking funny. All right. There was no way in my life that was happening and it did. <laughs> so what advice would you give to somebody other than don't quit your job right off of that? What advice would you give to a brand new person who's thinking about streaming, thinking about going live for the first time? Like, what is the best advice you can give somebody who's getting into this world? Um, I would say uh, try to see if you can have some friends help out and swing by to, to alleviate um some of the awkwardness at first you know um when you're starting so you don't feel awkward uh, at all times because it, it is tough when you're first starting like when nobody's really watching so it's good to have a friend um out that can at least chat with you and keep a conversation going i would say um also always always try to commentate where you're doing if if, if somebody's not in chat um just, just you want to stimulate people who do come in so if you're sitting there quietly just staring at a screen you might not capture people's attention um, so I would commentate or do something like, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing this this way. It shows people that you're active uh, and stuff like that. Um, I would say always focus on making your 
content and production better. I'm a big guy in production quality. Um, well, with your background, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, you, you got to try to make things better, even if they seem good. You know what I mean? Don't settle. Don't ever settle. Right. Um, don't do and then the, the classic. Don't do follow for follow. Don't do. Oh, that doesn't work. Your stream in other people's streams kind of thing. Um, you know, just basic things that people don't know when they first start. They don't realize. Um, but yeah, I, I would say like try to the best thing is try to feel out and not not be in that awkward phase hopefully you have a friend that can come help out um but really focus on making your your stuff better try to think of what why would someone want to watch you over somebody else you know and, and it's a tough thing to think about but like what could you do to uh, to like pull that away you know what i mean right so you're telling me the dude who comes into chat and says hey do you want to be famous and he puts a hyperlink in that's not legit <laughs> that is not legit as far as i know i've only clicked it four times it hasn't worked <laughs> No, I, w I would never. Nobody ever clicked that. <laughs> nobody ever clicked that. Um, but I don't know. It, it's it, it's it's a tough it's a tough thing because I, I feel like my situation was a lot different than other people's situations. I don't know how starting off um, in other people's shoes is like. For me, I, I found a buddy to stream with. Right. Me and him both started the same time every day. And you kind of come from that performer background too. Like you were playing on a stage, you know, music, like you're used to dealing, you're a showman in a way you're used to like, you know, entertainment. You're used to being in that position. Somebody who's like, you know, brand new to the scene. It might be a little bit more daunting. Yeah. And, and that's what I'm saying. Like, uh, these are like the things I'm trying to go in. Sure. They're, they're definitely helpful, but yeah, it's everyone has a different situation. Yeah. Right. I'm comfortable in front of a camera. I know a lot of people aren't, you know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, like, some people are good at public speaking. Some people are super scared of it. And it's like, you kind of have to be good at it for this kind of scene. Even though you're not seeing people's, like, you know, faces or, like, outlines, like, they're there. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just, I don't, I don't know. I, I would say just push it. Just uh, push it. D don't, don't feel awkward. I know it's tough. That's always the worst advice, though. Don't do this. Okay, obviously, you know, don't be nervous. Um, but it, just know it's tough. Know it's a long grind. And know there's a lot of work to be put in. Um, it's it's a full-time thing, I feel like. Oh, absolutely. Like, like even even when I str was uh, streaming uh, like eight hours or six hours a day, the, the other four, five, six hours that I was down here was working on content. Like, I was working... 12 plus hours every day including saturdays and i still like i'm still close to those hours now and it's just it, there it's a lot and and people got to know that putting in the time um is super valuable and not putting in the time could be detrimental right so how long would you say it takes for you to edit certain things for like tiktok or youtube like if you had to ballpark what an average video takes you what would you what would you guesstimate that uh, YouTube, I, to be honest, I got to start getting into again. Um, I, I would say it takes a couple hours. Um, TikTok, I, I do a lot because I, I, I like the short form content for the kind of stuff that I do. And um, I would say to do a, to make a TikTok probably takes me like 20, 25 minutes. And I'll just do it in the morning um, and then post it that day or batch edit on like a Saturday. But it, it really doesn't take too long. Right. So if you had to like pick like what is your favorite form of content to put out would you say it's streaming would you say it's like shorts would you say it's like long form video like what is your favorite form of content to put out there 
Uh, the the streaming, the live streaming. Um, because uh, like we were talking, I, I just love to entertain. Right. So my my passion isn't necessarily video games or streaming. I love both of them. My passion is entertaining people. Um, so like I, I like all forms of that, but it's obviously always cool to have like live feedback of it. Um, and like you can uh, like people, you can like help people out with their day. You know, if their day is not going well, you can kind of figure out what's going on and uh, see how you can make that better right on the spot. You know, right? Instead of just putting out a video and saying like, I hope um, I can make somebody happy. It's more like, how can we make you happy, kind of thing. Like streamers are in kind of a unique situation like that because you're kind of like a bartender. You know, people come in, they. They sit down, so to speak, and then they kind of like, you know, they sit and talk. They tell you about their day. They, they kick it with you. They tell you about their problems. And it, it, it's an interesting place to be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I, and I, I love it. Like, I, I love doing the short form, too. But nothing nothing beats interaction um, with with real people and, and making those connections and friendships. It's um, right. obviously like you can do it through other content, but being right there, it's like you're all hanging out. And I love that. And that's the cool thing about Tarkov's VoIP is now you get to experience that two ways, not only the chat, but also the in game. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like without VoIP, that friendly interaction doesn't happen. Or you finding Golem in custom dorms doesn't happen. Well, it's funny. The, the Gollum one was actually Dottie Hack. <laughs> <laughs> he just randomly did that voice, and I was like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Why is it? Why is it that good?" Did, did you even know he had that in his skill set? I did. I've known him for years. I've never heard him do that shit. <laughs> he was just like, "Should I talk like Meagle?" And I was like, "I, I guess." It. And he started going into it. I was like, "Oh my." God, <laughs> like it's terrifying. It's like it almost sounded like he had a voice emulator. It was like this is too good. <laughs> yeah, <it's> good man. <laughs> and he's crawling out of the building like in full character. Dude, it was so funny. It was it was really good. Like, what extract are you guys going to? It's like we're going to Mordor or some shit. It's like oh my god. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. So we're getting close to time. We try to keep it to an hour and a half, hour 45, because, you know, it's a podcast. People have short attention spans. So at this time, is there anybody that you would like to thank, whether it be moderators, other people on the scene, friends of the past, or is there any events that you would like to promote? Now is your time to say whatever you want. All right. Yeah, I mean, we're thanking people. Uh, definitely the mods. Uh, the, the mods that I have now have been around a long time, and uh, I, I constantly bounce ideas off of them. And obviously, the support they give me on a, a daily basis, like it, that's unmatched. Um, and my wife has been great and all that. And uh, I would love to thank uh, Pipeline with Stone Mountain and Snoopy um, for giving me the chance to win their scholarship with Corsair. Um, that was super awesome, and that has helped me a lot with the with the gear that. Uh, was able to give out and uh, the the classes and courses that uh, Pipeline was able to provide was super awesome and just the community of assholes themselves it's, I, I couldn't do this without everybody and um, I love I love them and I love that they love coming in and hanging out every day and we're gonna do something fucking awesome now we do have a charity stream coming up um, I believe it is what day is it uh, today is the fifth. Today is the 5th, so this is on... Gotta get my calendar out, Jesus. So much shit going on, always. And what charity is this event for? 
Yeah, it's it's on March fifteenth, which I believe is a Tuesday. Um, it is for Games for Love, where uh, we've actually done a few of them already for Games for Love, and it's um, helping kids in hospitals uh, get games and consoles and stuff as a kind of distraction therapy. Oh, that's a great. Uh, and, uh, I love. Yeah, and like uh, loving video games and seeing how happy that made me as a kid, and I, I have a soft spot for kids like like especially ones in hospitals like they don't know any better and it's just a tough way to to, to start out like they're they're hopefully long lives and right. uh, if, if we could do anything to help uh distract them from that and uh have fun along the way i'm all for it so it's for games for love uh we're doing that in in two weeks now so that should be a lot of fun and is that going to be streamed on uh your main page or where where can people go to watch that It'll, it'll be yeah it'll be on march 15th on my page at ash iv underscore on twitch um and yeah it'll be it'll be right there it'll be the entire uh, duration of the stream and last time we were able to give out good giveaways like a oled nintendo switch and stuff like that and i think we're gonna have a bigger giveaway this time so nice um, nice excited for that. and is that giveaway based on donations or tickets like how how does that work uh, well, the way the giveaway goes is um, obviously you can donate throughout the entire stream, but they have little windows where it's like if you donate anything over five dollars in this time frame and there's like a countdown, uh, you're eligible to win this giveaway. You That's know, awesome. Ways are predetermined. Um, so whatever giveaway I, I uh, can square out with uh, square off with the uh, the organizers is given away no matter what. Um, it's not like you have to hit th this amount for this to be given away. It's like, no, we're agreeing on this. Um, somebody will win this today, regardless. Excellent. And we'll put we'll put a link to your stream in the episode description, and then we'll also retweet that the day of. So if anybody listening wants to go check it out, have an opportunity to win something cool while helping kids in need, that opportunity is there. Oh, yeah, I appreciate that, buddy. Oh, it's no problem. Like, anything we can do to – like, we just had a uh, a, a charity stream for Make-A-Wish Foundation. So, definitely, I, I'm, I respect the whole helping kids in need thing. It's definitely hard. Like, life's hard enough. And when you're starting in, like, th those kinds of situations, it's, it's – you know, I have a kid now. So, like, it hits me a lot harder when I see kids like that yeah for sure it's like i'm a medical contractor and i was a medic in the military so i've seen a lot of a lot of things and i definitely any chance i can to give back to those situations i try to no, that's awesome though. i'm sure it's much appreciated by everybody excellent oh i mean we've covered so much is there any final parting words you would like to put out to anyone listening no, uh, nothing uh, that I haven't already said already. Just a thank you to everybody, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And to you, a thank you uh, for having me on. It's uh, been a pleasure, um, and I wish you nothing but success, buddy. Appreciate okay. that. Oh, dude, oh, yeah, it's always great to have people on. I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Ash LV, to thank all the Ash Holes for coming through and listening. Also, the Castle Comms community. We're going to get the website up. We're going to get merch. And we're going to donate the proceeds to a charity that has yet to be determined. Other than that, I'd like to say, hopefully baseball comes back. And until then, we'll be here every week. Catch you guys.